Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 190 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Colin Phoenix Defire Ford, and joining me in this rather packed orange sidewinder for this episode, we have our chief bar steward, Grant Sagoka Wilcott. Good evening, everybody. We have our uh, night extruder operator, uh, Commander Kurgle. Good evening, everybody. We have our director of inhuman resources, Commander Shan. Hello. We also have, ready with a witty aside, the head of health and safety, Commander Ben Moss Woodward, Adley Weiss. I would have a witty comment, but I can't see anything. Mm -hmm. And we're also squeezing in into the Sidewinder cockpit. Uh, we have both John Lunn and Oliver Hume from Spider-Man Games. Uh, those of you who uh, know of them, they run the EDRPG, and we'll, we'll be talking to them quite extensively tonight. Hello, Welcome, folks. Good evening. Right. Uh, if you wish to join us, we are live. We're hanging out in-game, in open, around the... Well, Ben, everybody, where are you? You swine. <laughs> you did this to me last year. I well, love how I, I've I, forgotten. Have you not done Podoxic? Okay. Yeah. You oh, have no director of pest control. Yeah. Yes, director of so, pest Toxic control. Dr. cameraman. Tom. You see, this is the problem. We're now getting we're getting that packed into the sidewinder. I'm, I, he's hiding at the back. I can't see him. I'm six foot three. How can you not see me? Well, it's a cramped sidewinder. <laughs> yeah, I hope you lot have showered. <laughs> I haven't looked for a couple of weeks. Right, so anyway, we are at. I'm going to pronounce it Snoofy. Uh, VM dash D C fifteen dash ten. Planet, it says B2, but I think it's 2A. Yeah, we're actually at 2A. Yeah. If the show notes say 2B, but we're at 2A. Yeah, we're at, two, we're at 2A, aren't we? 2A or not 2B, that is the question. Yeah. Oh, I was putting a good old uh, <laughs> Shakespeare pun right at the I moment. was trying to bring some <laughs> class to the uh, occasion. Class? In this show? In this show, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I shouldn't bother, to be honest. I've been very short of that. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's about 800 light years away from the bubble at the moment, isn't it, guys? Now, why are you there? Basically, we're here because Yamix was here the other day, and I thought, this place looks amazing, and I want to go see it. Oh, right, fair That's enough. All. That's the only reason. Yes, so so basically, you've found a whole load of big holes to stick your head down, and, and that's where you stay in. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I would, I would hide here from the Thargoids. Oh, right. So <clears throat> we're here for the, for, for the canyons. I don't know if you can see it on the stream, Colin, but it's actually quite eerie down here. Which way is it? I'm looking up into space from the bottom of this canyon, and well, as you can see, Aid flying up through there, it just, it just goes white. Hmm. It's misty. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> well, if you can't just... get to us in game, you can also watch this, this this unfolding on Twitch chat at the moment, which you can access through laveradio.com 
uh, and of course uh, twitch.tv slash live radio so apart from everybody getting lost in the mist actually with Bryn around it is a bit like gorillas in the mist isn't it why what are you calling us <laughs> moving on does that make you Sigourney Weaver Ah, I think I think we'll just quickly move on here. So, uh, Grant, everybody wants to know about the bathroom update. <laughs> right, well, today there was some taping done. That's that's it. But basically, <laughs> okay. the yes, we're no, we're really close. <laughs> By the end of this week, the the waterproof membrane and treatment will be done and completed, and then it is just tiles and putting all the bits back onto the wall, the nice pretty bits, and then it's done. So we're we're getting closer. Um, we're now discussing what's going to happen in July because we've got an epic road trip to go down for uh, kind of you know that the royal meeting to our licenser. Uh, so mm, yes, we're going to have this massive. It's going to take me three days to get Susie down there, and in a, in a well, we don't even know if she'll how she's going to tolerate it, but. Um, we're trying to keep the driving time to a minimum, so countless hotel stops on the way, and uh, get down there, do this epic meeting, and see how it goes. And of course, there this will be the first time we've been able to go down in nine years. Oh well, so it's a huge undertaking. Um, very, you know, Susie. Susie's obviously naturally up, um, nervous about it, but uh, we've got to do. We've got to keep moving forwards, and it's a huge payout at the end. So they've got all their managers of all the different departments ready. As I say, it's going to be like a state visit. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But while we're away for the two weeks, we plan to do one of the other big projects, <laughs> which is the entirety of the house's flooring. Uh, which is going oh to be replaced and uh, decorating in the hall areas and the large open plan area. So, yeah, um, there's another project that can get endlessly delayed. So it's it's non-stop at the Woolcott House where you're just basically oh ripping things up and putting things back down again, really. Yeah, basically just yeah, uh, yeah, making making our mark on on the place and making it a little bit more Susie. She's become. More with us in the real world now that the medication is being reduced drastically, so we're doing really well. Um, and there's more of her, so she wants to, you know, tailor make her surroundings. In other words, I'm getting away with nothing anymore. <laughs> uh, and and what have you been up to in game? <clears throat> well, last week I think I was starting the journey out to Colonia, and some very unkind members of the community out there suggested that I would be doing this for some time to come, but no, I am here at Fort Mug, having uh, run some exploration data, dropped it off uh, to help us as we were about to go into a very sticky situation with a a war, which of course locks your poor little background uh, simulation, locks you in a a negative equity situation. Something's gone wrong here, Grant. How the heck have you managed to make it to Colonia in one piece without dying when you dock? 
Well, no, I crashed at Fort Mug, but I was just lucky that I, <laughs> I'd already sold my data where I went. Uh, I got stuck between the landing pad and the B building, and I could not get my anaconda out of that, no matter what I tried. Um, and then I got out, managed to do all the bits and pieces, and I was I was jumping to my next stop, and I'd taken my eye off the screen and hadn't noticed that because of the gravity on that planet being a little bit more. Um, my uh, warthog had drifted slightly and yeah, I walloped into the surface at full pelt and that was a 5 million rebuy um, yeah. but yeah, so I've been out there I've been doing some running missions today for the Hot Call uh, faction and trying to help them break out of Outbreak so things are going good oh, I get it. You show up there and they're sick already Yeah, they were sick before I got here it wasn't my fault <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm still crawling with the the shiny side we to Colonia. It's it's getting embarrassing now. <laughs> so, uh, Shan, what have you been up to for the last week? Um, apart from the uh, usual work stuff, um, in game I've been continuing to uh, gather engineering materials. Been hopping around systems, uh, maxing out my pharmaceutical isolators chemical manipulators and all other sorts of gubbins like that and uh, learning how to find um, <coughs> the data I'd missed previously. So yeah, I've been busy. Well, I've engineered this week. I've engineered two anacondas, both my cutters and a chieftain this week. Right. Okay. So you've, you've been busy. I've been keeping myself amused. Yes. <laughs> Commander Kirkle, what about yourself? Yeah, well, I was originally started the week off with a bit of the new Guardian missions that Ramtar's got and got quite excited about playing with that, but it turns out there's a, there's a few bugs with it, should we say, at present. So I've actually put that on the back burner a little bit, waiting for the next patch to land and hopefully yeah. fix some of those. And um, other than that, really just playing with the new engineering materials broker and trying to save as much time not having to pick up materials as I can by dumping a load of the ones I've got that I won't use. Right. So, yeah. And another another one, engineering, at the moment. So, oh, and finally, Ben. Uh, so, I've been doing... I've been doing a whole lot of random things, actually. I've been doing some wing missions, as Toxic was saying. I've been doing some engineering stuff. Um... I've been trying to clear my name with bounties, which I can either go into that just now or I can go into that when we talk about 303. I, th I think we'll come into that later. because uh, okay. The uh, Twitch chat are saying that they can't hear Dr. Toxic at all. Well, they'll have to catch up with him on the, on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, and I've also... I've, you know, it even came to on Sunday. I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually go off and try this new improved mining. Yeah, because um, I wanted to get some materials from rocks and things like that. So I was like, oh, "Let's try that," and I went off and did that. And it was, it was a very therapeutic day, shall we say? Um, it was a nice, chilled out, relaxed day. But for a few hours' work, I think it still only netted me about three or four million credits. Uh, and that was filling up me about 300 odd tons of rocks into my cutter. Really? I'm, I'm quite sure that I've managed to get better than that in my Bloom and Kill back. 
<laughs> it wasn't a lot of money. Uh, and that was in a pristine ring. But it could just be that I wasn't picking up the right stuff. Or I wasn't looking for the right rocks or something. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you dump palladium, don't you? Yeah, that's worthless. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Oh, right. Well, um, what I've been up to in-game has been... Basically, I, I took my... Uh, chieftain out and uh, I went bug hunting and I went up against all those little marauders and I have thoroughly enjoyed that. Those AX weapons just rip through them like nobody's business and uh, I'm, I'm really yeah really that's kind of got me really enthused to get back in. Where about can we do this actually because I haven't done that. Well yeah, I maybe. found that in um Oh, hang on, I'll just get the system back. It was in um, HR1185. It was also near the system by the Oracle. Most okay. of, uh, it's mostly around the Marope area that you'll find these. Okay, so up uh, in the Pleiades. Yeah, in the Pleiades, um, look for non-human signal sources of two, three, four, two, three or four, and the chances are you will just end up with a couple of marauders. And okay. taking them on is quite a laugh, especially in the right. Chieftain. Uh, and apart from that, I've been helping the IDA trying to get uh, the latest station back online. Um, right. And do we have the Thargoid Scouts in the main game yet, or are they still? Yes, able? yes, those are those are the Marauders I'm referring to. Okay, I th okay, the, that's who you're on about. Yes, the, the, they're actually called Thargoid Marauders, and oh, um, okay. uh, basically. If you're unlucky, they, you could get swarmed by up to 12 of them at once. Oh, which... wow. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> yes, that... Am I right in thinking I heard that you can get some of these marauders and then their bigger brothers will show up as well sometimes? Yes, that is also true. It all depends on uh, how the instance is, is, is running because okay. um, I've, I've seen reports of people have dropped into... Um, something like a, a level six and found only about a couple of these things and then along comes some more along comes some more and then along comes a basilisk <laughs> or two so you, yeah. can, you can imagine the the um the gradual browning of the flight suit as, as this kind of gradual <laughs> the other fun thing to try the other fun thing to try is the wing assassination missions uh solo they are hard i did some of that well, I because tried. they are great fun. Because you know how Frontier said that um, they weren't going to progress with the shield nerfs, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they were going to look at improving uh, NPCs and their loadouts instead. Well, if you want to see how far they've got along that route, um, try assassination missions solo. Because you will come up against five or six, if not more, heavily engineered ships including uh, engineered cutters, corvettes, anacondas. And um, you need to be in a fairly beefy ship or, or fairly high-powered ship to, uh, to do them solo. And it's well worth giving them a go because uh, they definitely show Frontier and they're going in the right direction by buffing the NPCs, not nerfing the players. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I did go off and try... Well, I accidentally picked one up. Uh, and I thought, oh, you know what, I'll try it on my chieftain. And I killed one of his escort <laughs> ships, um, but then I promptly died, thanks to the other five of them. Yes, 
they they um it's been one of the complaints that there hasn't been this kind of high level uh content people saying that there's not enough um basically and not enough challenge for people who've been playing this with engineered ships i think they've they've gone and redressed that balance with these kind of missions um, so, a good start. yeah moving there is an, another thing that i have been up to this week but i think we'll touch on that later on uh but in the meantime um our welcome to our two guests john and oliver what have you been up to for the last week or so um uh, i i've been scribbling um so i've been doing uh well, i finished the uh espionage um so not the espionage sorry the uh, exploration supplement uh which was the last one i've been working on for the last sort of month or so um on thursday i think uh, in a big sort of was it thursday or friday john john will know but i i, I finished at three in the morning so it was quite um a late one he set me a deadline and i decided i would finish it so that was really good so if it if it reads when you get exploration as if it's just kind of blah 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 then um, <laughs> that is why um because it was done uh it's got plenty of editing processes to go yet but um uh, john's been uh even busier than i am because um you've been doing a bit of book publishing haven't you john well yeah we've um released what was it last week we released military supplements this week we've released um the espionage so two out of the four have been released so that's what i've been doing um as it were out of game for my day job um <laughs> and in game i'm in colonia um at the moment heading out towards um Sage. not that i've not been there before but this is the first time i've been out in my anaconda um, and so it makes jumping a, just a, a hell of a lot easier. And I uh, just as I as I crashed into, I mean, landed um, at Jack's, um, I got my elite exploration rank. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, well, as you've mentioned uh, what you guys have been up to, uh, I think it is only fair that we uh, delve into it a little bit deeper now. Obviously, two out of the four supplements is is it that that's coming? Uh, yes, that's right. So, uh, military was released last week, I think, and then uh, this week it's been espionage. Um, so, yes, it's uh, uh, for those who um, uh, haven't uh, already sort of seen them. Uh, the the military supplement is all about the Federation, the Empire ship. So, if you had the EDRPG Corbuck. Um, they were suspiciously missing all the things like the assault ship, corvette, kind of, you know, clipper, courier, and all of those nice ships, because I wanted to put in the rules for uh, military progression. But by that point, um, John had kind of threatened to kill me if I had any more pages to the core book. So um, we'd, we'd decided, and actually when we decided to sort of put them in a separate supplement, that's kind of what led us to the idea that rather than just doing one supplement as, as like an overflow, we'll do um, a batch of them. So um, we decided this quite early on, but we thought um, in my mind, when uh, I tried to design EDRPG, uh, oh, for those who don't know, do people, everyone know what EDRPG is? I mean, they probably do by now. Uh, yes, Why don't well, you tell us anyway? Just yes. in case it's the elite dangerous role-playing game. So it's uh, basically gives you the opportunity. So it's a role-playing game, much like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, 
if uh, if you played that, you uh, basically have the opportunity to play a character in the Elite Dangerous universe, uh, and you're able to get out of your ships. So obviously you can uh, have space legs, you can drive around in lots of exciting different vehicles, not just the SRV. You can go on all sorts of different uh, adventures. And uh, when we designed the game, uh, in our minds, we thought there's basically to be four kinds of adventures. There'd be military adventures where you sort of blow stuff up, espionage adventures where you're like James Bond and you're spying on people, um, exploration uh, adventures, so when you're going out discovering new worlds, but rather than just scanning them, you can sort of land on them. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, super traders, because we knew we'd never fit in a full kind of trading system in the book with all the other things that we wanted to cram in as well. Um, and so we're sort of making good on our promise to release all these supplements. They have been in design um, since June last year. So I, I actually finished the first draft of the military supplement. I think it was all the way back in June, or it could have been the first couple of weeks in July, um, um, was the first draft of that. So they do take a long time. Um, I've done exploration last, mostly because uh, of the Thargoids. So uh, we knew... With EDRPG, we knew the Thargoids were coming back in, uh, but we didn't know any of their abilities. Um, so we thought we'd wait as long as we could before we did a supplement, uh, sort of, you know, which uh, had the Thargoids in. So when Exploration comes out, um, I've leapt ahead a bit, but when Exploration comes out, uh, yeah, the, the, the Thargoids are in there and they're extremely tough and powerful and uh, will blow up all your players. So, um, Gems, if you don't like your players, uh, get exploration. <laughs> uh, it's easily the most sadistic of all the supplements, but that's going to be coming out. Uh, oh, John, when's that one coming out? Do we know yet? We might not. Um, hopefully the next supplements are going to be coming out in the next few weeks, but uh, I can't put a particular date on it now. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yes, it won't be, it won't be hugely long. Um, uh, in terms of... Um, uh, in terms of the espionage supplement, which has just been released, it's the first supplement that's got new ships in. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's got the Mamba Mark II, uh, which is a follow-on from uh, kind of one of my favorite ships from the early version of Elite, the Mamba, which was kind of designed as a, as a racing craft. So it's extremely fast. So it's, it's, the, it's the fastest ship that isn't a fighter in EDRPG. Um, uh, and it's you know it's 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 an all right kind of uh, combat ship. It's kind of between uh, an Eagle and a Viper Mark III in the way that um, it's kind of a bit more agile than the Viper, but it's it's guns aren't as big, so it's got four small hard points. So it's it, it you know it's it can have quite a few weapons, but the weapons aren't very tough. Um, we've got the Merlin in the Espionage Supplement as well. That'll um, keep somebody I know happy. Yes, I think maybe just one person. I I ex I, I ex expected that with when when I talked to Chris Jarvis um, uh, relatively early on in when we were doing the RPG, he was always well, he was always talking about the Merlin, and I know he featured him in his thing. And I thought, well, it won't just be him. There'll be other people uh, in the Elite Universe that are just craving the Merlin. <laughs> uh, it isn't. It's only Chris Jarvis, and so uh, we've we've wasted pages. <laughs> on a ship just to indulge him uh, but it is there it's the it's the only ship by the Perez Corporation mm. um, 
and uh, it's also, of course, the only tri-wing ship that's currently the game. And we've we had to figure out how it was going to fit in Darkham, so we've decided on sort of like a folding wing mechanism so that it's you know can actually squeeze into like a uh, a small sized dock. Um, so hopefully uh, that'd be uh, quite cool. Um, yes, and there is another ship in there which I'm trying to. So remember when do we get it in the Elite Dangerous? Oh, the mongoose. Sorry, what was that? Sorry, was previous. So when thing? do we get it in Elite Dangerous? Oh, in Elite Dangerous. Well, obviously uh, that'll be coming in the next year. No, I, they, they've told me <laughs> Frontier. I can't say things like that. So I was I was reprimanded by by Ed. Um, um, actually, live on air, I think. Don't don't tell people things coming into the game. Um, you know, unless it, 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 it's yeah. I don't. I it, it, they're not planned yet, as far as I know. Um, so yeah, so it's your you get a uh, uh, an exclusive there. But I don't think there will be any harm done if we start a petition now for the Imperial Explorer. Oh, uh, yes, that's that's coming out um, in the fourth book, Exploration. So we've got um, Imperial Explorer. Um, sorry, the other ship in this one. Actually, I should be clear about because uh, there there's the mongoose. Uh, in espionage and the mongoose is also yes. a ship which isn't going to be familiar with everyone and there's a bit of an interesting story with this one because i promise we didn't rip them off we'd, we'd we designed the mongoose before we went to the frontier expo uh as an alliance style gunship that was you know uh designed to be agile with lots of guns and so forward and our, our jaw dropped when they they produced the chieftain, which also kind of had like a four wing structure on it, but but um, yeah, we we were considering uh, at the last moment trying to squeeze the chieftain in, but we ran out of time. So um, though Frontier had the uh, the the look of the chieftain done, they hadn't nailed down its stats by the time that we were going to final edit. So we had to keep with the mongoose, um, but we were just about to put the chieftain in, but we we just. Uh, Ran out of time, but the mongoose is, is a lovely ship. It's got plenty of guns. Um, it's a bit. It's really. It's the DRPG uh, chieftain. It's a nice fill-in ship between things like uh, the Vulture and the Ferdelance. If you want to go down the the kind of uh, the the shooty angle in EDRPG. Um, so uh, yes, yes. I'll, I should stop talking. Really. Are you going to say something, Colin? Oh. No. Oh, you see, I oh, kept okay. talking. You see, terrible. Yeah. No, sorry. Carry on, Ben. Can we, we, we can fix this in post, can't we? So we, don't have to, we can do that. Uh, no, I'm just going to say I'm amazed as to how quickly you've actually gotten these supplements out. Because yeah, it's it's only been a few months yet, and I really wasn't expecting anything for you know maybe another year or something like that. There is a reason for this. I mean, apart from the fact that obviously our backers have actually um, you know have been expecting the supplements for quite some time now. Um, when we released the core book, we were almost immediately approached by a distributor called Modifius Entertainment, who specialize in RPGs. Yep. And they wanted to distribute the EDRPG physical copies out to game stores in the US and in Europe. Um, and so we obviously agreed 
to that straight away because you know we, we we'd not expected the the RPG to be that global as it were. Um, and so they bought the entire stock that we had printed and started the process of shipping them out. So we had to take the core book back off sale and have it come back in as a launch, even though it's obviously already launched and people at the um, Def Dev Expo and various other places have had a chance to buy one. It then had to get taken off sale and it will now be relaunched, as it were, on the 22nd of this month um, with a bit of fun fanfare, which will include adverts going out to RPG fans in the US and in Europe saying, if you want to get this, uh, a copy of this, go to your local game store because either they'll stock it or they'll order it in. And so we kind of then started to focus the idea on, well, if we got the supplements done by the 22nd, then we can get the supplements printed straight afterwards, get the backers to have all their physical copies. But as soon as the book went on sale to the general public, our backers would have a copy of not only the book, but all four supplements as well. Because obviously our backers need a bit of love because they're the ones that made all of this possible in the first place. So that's kind of what we were thinking when we started to release them relatively quickly. Well, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I just, I really wasn't expecting it. Uh, I'm oh. certainly not complaining. Oh, well, no, it's, uh, you know, I'm glad we exceeded um, expectations. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of have to sort of um, keep rolling. So when you've got, um, I mean, when you've got your own company, you have to sort of keep getting the, the products out there. So, um, so yes, we have been, I mean, bless, it, it's been, it, it, it's it's been a bit odd for me because by the time we were sort of selling the core book, uh, my mind was on the supplements and uh, the supplements will be, be being produced and I'll be on to other projects. And by the time we're sort of like doing, uh, you know, they're on sale. So I'm always kind of like slightly behind uh, everyone or maybe, or maybe slightly ahead of everyone. I don't know, but it's, um, you know, uh, people were sort of wowing over the core book. Uh, but by then, I, I think I was already working on espionage, and um, it was kind of you know it's a bit strange to sort of pull back um, uh, because everything's so delayed. You have to write things quite far in advance. With exploration, we've been a, a little bit tight, really, um, and that's going through all its uh, its editing processes at the moment because we kind of wanted to hit um, our deadline for the 22nd, but most of the time, uh, you know, these, these things are all planned months, you know, sometimes, I mean, with, with some of the supplements years in advance, um, so that, you know, uh, what we want to sort of get in the books is there and it, it, it's great. Um, the, the only time it ever causes a problem is when frontier decide that, um, they're going to add an extra module to a ship or, uh, you know, they decide to alter the, the, the power consumption, you know, of a laser. Or, you know, I think with the core book, I had to go back to it because they'd released a bunch of huge weapon systems. And uh, kind of if we didn't have them in the book, then, you know, there's, there's, there was, if you remember with the huge guns, there was, there was a real, real lack of things in the, in the top bracket. And, uh, you know, if I'd have let that lie, um, then that would have been ghastly. But, but generally speaking, yes, it has to be kind of you know months and months and years um before it all sort of um uh rolls into a a, a final product so it's uh um it's quite interesting because john gets to live in the now and i'm i'm constantly sort of working on the the next bits uh in the future but it's uh but it's been great it's been great. he's a film star he's <laughs> always he's always promoting the previous film whilst shooting the next one 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then and then Frontier go and stick an extra two hundred and fifty six ton capacity in the Type Nine <laughs> or whatever it is, and it's just like I've just ordered two thousand five hundred copies of the book. Thanks. And and now you need another couple of sheets of A four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one thing that I how common is it for? No, I'm gonna. I'll pause. What would you say the most popular mechanic of the of the game actually is for you guys? Because you know, I wasn't. I have to. Admit, I've not really played with the ships that much, and everything I've still been doing has been running around bases, and you know, the ships have just been a way of getting there rather than a way of doing the role playing. But yeah. how's the feedback been for from other people about that kind of thing? It, it, it's interesting because um, when the uh, I'm, I'm personally I'm very pleased that people are enjoying the personal scale combat um, because when we first did EDRPG and we were sending the mechanics to uh, the various reviewers, the things that they all raved about were spaceships, and uh, I think one of the unusual things with uh, you know both Elite and uh, EDRPG is that. Um, uh, everyone can have their own spaceship, and that's it's quite unusual in uh, role-playing terms. Normally, everyone's on board one ship. You know, you're all on board the Enterprise, and your different officers. One's the captain, one's the gunner, and so forth. And we were really, really keen to make sure that we could keep that idea that everyone had their own vessel. So a lot of work did go into the spaceship combat, and I think it's. I mean, uh, Colin will probably back me up here that creating rules for spaceship combat is extremely difficult. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's very hard to come up with something that flows nicely because, you know, your temptation is to, to make it sort of um, trying to physically imitate the game. Yes. And with, e and with EDRPG, I think what we try to do is just sort of describe the maneuvers rather than sort of put anyone through the, the, the mathematical crunch of trying to do that. But in terms of your question, um, I'm very pleased that people are enjoying the the, the close combat stuff because actually I'm very pleased with that and uh, I, I'd hope that as time went on people would enjoy it there's there's some things there I mean just as a game designer that um, I, I, I quite like including things like um, uh, the knockdown rules you know if you have uh, roll a 10 in damage which means that you know physical weapons can knock you down but energy weapons never will because of course they've got no kinetic force and you're never rolling any damage for them. So that means that, you know, the knockdown doesn't occur. I like the idea of the parry and repost uh, for close combat. And I also like the idea that um, included all the mechanisms, you don't have to say when you're attacking someone with a gun that you're trying to disarm them. That's all factored into the game. It's part of your attack. You know, when you do damage and you roll an even amount of damage, you disarm someone. And it's one of those things uh, I remember with... Um, there was a, a role-playing game called uh, there was uh, the early Star Trek one by Farsa, where they created um, you know a role-playing game. It was very it was very clever. There was like this action point system, a bit like Julian Gollop used in Laser Squad and and Rebel Star, where each of your characters you got a certain amount of action points and so forth, mm -hmm. and you would shoot or you would you know punch each other and so forth. But what they never caught was the Star Trek style. What would happen in a Star Trek episode is that. William Shatner, you know, would would come up to the enemy and suddenly knock the gun, you know, out of the other person's hand, and then they'd have a, like a fist fight in the sand, 
and stuff like that. Um, I was expecting you to say, come up to the come up to the enemy and then start kissing them or something. Well, only you know if they were attractive, you know, female enemies. T- talking about kissing, mm-hmm. I love that lipstick that you've included in the in the espionage. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to yeah, that is to a good touch. That. I like that. Mm, somehow, I, I had a, a real suspicion that Ben would be the first one to jump on that. <laughs> yeah, so this is the, uh, the the venomous lipstick. Yes, there's a whole batch of stuff. There's a, another one. Um, I like the disruptive perfume, which lets uh, you put that on, and it means that t- uh, cameras can't see you and, and robots yeah, can't see you. Do I want to ask how the law behind that works? Because I can't... Or do um, I not? Do, is it just hand wave him? You, you, you honestly shouldn't ask. Um, okay. But ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, uh, the, the 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 fumes that are going out. Um, although human eyes can cope with it very very easily, um, electronic eyes can't. Yeah, it contains uh, nanites or something. Yes, absolutely. It's it's yes. they're, they're, they're working on, on a higher <laughs> level of visibility uh, than sort of uh, uh, human eyes. And human eyes are all right coping with like the warble. Whereas, um, yes, mechanical ones uh, can't. It's on a frequency that's kind of disrupting things. It just kind of, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I hope it's not just sci-fi bunkum, uh, but <laughs> it it just struck me as the kind of thing uh, that they might have, you know, in the 34th century. I wanted to capture those kind of ideas that you were having in things like, um, uh, oh, uh, I don't know, sort of uh, 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 the the spy dramas that you have in like Escape Velocity, uh, Lave Revolution. <laughs> Uh, things like that, where the, uh, the, uh, the the different powers are constantly trying to uh, out-tech each other, as it were. That's a good quote. You know, with... How could, could we actually create May now in mm. EDRPG? Yes, yes. May would be, um, uh, you could make using the part mechanic, um, and she would be uh, a child who is a stowaway. Probably would be the basic thing. Um, I, I, was, I was thinking about this. Probably should be uh, a gene mod baby. To reflect the fact that you know she's got so many sort of abilities as uh, as a young woman, um, we've actually she's that. a clone of many. Yeah, we've actually got her portrait and Chris's in the core book. Yes, I think it's the I think it's the only Lave Radio crew member that gets a portrait in the core book. <laughs> sorry, guys. Lave Radio has actually doesn't got Grant. something by. Oh no, sorry, Grant is oh. in there as well. Yeah, yep. Grant's there. in there as well. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we put Grant in because you've Isn't done that a docking bay operative or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to have a go, go and have a look for this now. Yeah. Oh God. I'm not jealous. No, we'll what? never hear the end of it. I mean, hey, come on. There's the lead radio host um, background. That that that's done me fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, is 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 Karash mentioned. I think he might be mentioned in one of the. I th- I, I'm not. I won't put my my hand on my heart because these things sometimes go out in editing. Um, but uh, so you might be edited out of existence. But I think I might have mentioned you as as like a literally a crash victim somewhere. I can't remember. <laughs> or oh, uh, or maybe it was that uh, news thing I did for Grant um, for for Dockers. It might have been on. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but you might be in it somewhere uh, if you look carefully. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have, have obviously released these two brand new um, supplements and uh, very, very pretty they are too. And now, what's this about the um, EDRPG ambassadors? Have we touched on that yet? 
No, we haven't. Um, so we decided uh, kind of jump on the ambassador bandwagon like uh, Frontier have done. So I advertised on the um, EDRPG unofficial Discord channel to see if we couldn't recruit some willing volunteers, people who are happy to go and spend some time at either the local game stores, local gaming clubs, or there he is. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful man. Sorry, um, we just pinged up a picture of him on the, on, on Discord. Um, but uh, yeah, the the um, the plan was to have people who would also not only just turn up to game stores and local gaming clubs, but also to turn up to conventions, helping us at the bigger ones and turning up and putting in a presence for the smaller ones. People who'd like GM games and also people who like GMing games on line um and we had especially now that we've got these superb this superb resource out there where people can go online and match up with other like-minded individuals to play an rpg online um i presume the link to that magnificent site is uh, going to be in the show notes oh, yes yeah. yes we were going to touch on that later. Well, then I'll but... stop. I'll stop talking no, no, about that no. anymore. Um, but anyway, there is a there is a lovely thing coming later on in the show. So do not do not turn <laughs> off. Um, but, but yes, so so we hired a bunch of um, amazing people. Now we've got three for the UK. Uh, Stephen Swaby, uh, Commander the Architect bloke, who has been uh, integral in the forming of the EDRPG facebook page and also discord he he is one of our ambassadors um alison goodman otherwise known as commander wishblend many of you will probably know at least her name because she appears in a lot of the streams flying about when uh, ed and the rest of the gang are effed ever uh, uh, twitching and streaming and also dan rollins um who is he's a wolf uh, joni wolves of joni GM. And I don't know whether um, any of your listeners are aware, but there's a phenomenal EDRPG series being run by the Walls of Joni, uh, GM'd by Dan, um, over on the YouTube channel. So if you want to watch a game play played through Roll20 um, online, then you should definitely give them a go. And then we have um, a gent, Commander Tacroy, or Will Pierce. He's over in the wonderful state of Ohio in the US. He's representing us over the other end of the pond. And Commander uh, Dana Zhu, who is Andreas Schmitz, he's uh, our German ambassador. So um, hopefully we're going to get them rolling out at conventions and game stores and gaming clubs, GMing and demoing the game. And so, yeah, welcome on board to all of those lovely people. Well, I, I will just quickly mention, um, which we'll touch on later, if people want to, uh, they, they want to try and find a local group or a group online, is there any tools out there which they could find useful? There's a, um, no, no, sorry. Um, I've not heard of anything. No, hang on, hang on. We've got Colin sent us something to read here. Yes, <laughs> there is. It is a magnificent site and it has been designed. But no, um, it is your amazing site, Colin. So there's no way I'm going to tell anyone about it because it's not mine. <laughs> yes. Um, if people want to find out if there are people, people in the local area or are there groups uh, who are available online i have created a new website called edwtrb.com and that website one of its functionalities is to provide a matching service for players and groups who would like to join up and play so if you uh, are interested in that pop over to 
A-D-W-T-R-B. See, it does roll off the tongue quite quite easily eventually. And, and you should be able to set up your own group. You'll be able to join groups. You, you should be able to communicate with each other to arrange times to, to, to run your own uh, RPGs. So um, that's me finished my spiel. I'll go more into what the, the website does later. But it's there for the whole community to use. So enjoy. my question is, how many nights have you sat there repeating that to yourself until you could say it right the first time? <laughs> well, I've got to keep it in the same way as everybody else who with the ED, uh, DB and all that kind of stuff. It's got to sound as if Tweaky can say it. I don't think anyone can say it apart from you, Cobb. <laughs> Give it time. Yes, Colin is now our official WTRP stand for? <laughs> it starts. It starts for wings, trades, role plays, and bounties. Wings, trades, role plays, and bounties. Yes. And I love the fact that you can go on there and set a bounty to some beggar who's been. Yeah, I just. I love it. <laughs> and I will just point out quickly that the bounty system is completely optional. You can only set a bounty on someone who's opted in. And if you opt in, you can get set a bounty. It's not supposed to be used as a... <laughs> I'm as not a signing up. <laughs> that seems see, impossible to abuse. Brilliant. Well done, Colin. So, so basically, um, <laughs> you only sign up for bounties if you're willing to take the risk. Yeah, no, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> Do you get it's bad enough, I've got a bounty. People uh, have for putting their bounties out there. <laughs> well, we hope so. <laughs> bad people sign up so they can get more action but moving back to the to the rpg side of things um has anybody got any questions they'd like to ask the gents while they're here possibly a slightly leading question if i can go on you know, i don't suppose there'll be any weasel rat t-shirts at elite community meet oh there can certainly be arranged <laughs> some weasel rat t-shirts that's you are my best friend ever then you probably aren't aware that uh, and, and oliver is now cursing your very existence <laughs> sorry um, oliver ben! No, do you know about the bet ben uh what bet there there somebody <laughs> wanted something here no, 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 just a domestic, it's fine. Um, somebody <laughs> sitting not too far away from me ben! thinks that the Weasel Rat t-shirts are an abomination and oh. were only created as a joke. And our designer, who designed them, maintains he only designed them for a joke. And someone else, me, went off and got them printed. Lots of them printed. <laughs> and so Oliver has told me that he will pay me a hundred of your fine English pounds if I get rid of every T-shirt. So, <laughs> so, well, if that's the case, I'll have one as well. You don't realise how much I love you all. Uh, yeah, so I will be... So you... <laughs> I, I could foresee a, a, a few of these being donated for raffle prizes and things. <laughs> Or yeah, is, yeah, yeah, not, I'm not, not allowed to go up as raffle, raffle No, prizes. no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not unhappy about doing these raffle prizes. You know, <laughs> How many have you got? Charity. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You can't can't money bags. <laughs> Look, um, <laughs> can you put one on hold of me for? Because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> with, pleasure, Colin, with pleasure. Are you bringing any to Davecon? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have any left. <laughs> No, I won't. That's a good thing. I may have to do it. That's the plan. 
How much is uh, Oliver willing to pay you if you have to get a second batch made? <laughs> Don't make a fool out of me. <laughs> it's 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 outrageous. He, no, I mean, he he printed a hundred of these, and you know, I ah, uh, uh, no, no, look, it doesn't matter. It, I won't go into that. I'm not going to defend the artist. It's just that me and Bruce, who who's a designer. Um, agreed that our, um, you know, um, Kevin Massey, who's our artist, he's brilliant. Um, but we thought the weasel rat wasn't his strongest. Um, um, uh, it's kind of grown on me since, but it's it's it, it's become a bit more poisonous now. There's hundreds of these. Well, I say hundreds. There was 100 weasel rat t-shirts, and I was convinced he was never going to sell them. And that you know, because he does the overorder, John. So. Um, uh, actually, if, if you could not buy Weasel Rat t-shirts, uh, because I don't want to give them £100, because I've never heard the end of it. If you go to the um, Frontier Developments live charity stream <laughs> that we did for them at Christmas, they, they've divided it up on their YouTube channel into two parts. If you go to the second part and you watch in about 20 minutes or so, it's when Oliver and I come on, you will notice the back of the set is draped in Weasel Rat t-shirts, and it looks amazing. So, you know, they, they're, they're just on on stream. one up on stream just now, actually. Yeah, uh, they are. They are just they're just gorgeous pieces of art. So, yes. Yeah, so I will be turning up to the um, elite meeting, not Reading in Wokingham, because um, that is just spitting distance away from my Mars house. So uh, I shall be bringing them there and uh, Lavecon just to jump. Are you in. Elon Musk having a house on Mars? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Bad joke. Um, but but I'm also um, hopefully uh, we are in discussions, very early discussions with um, the organisers of LaveCon. It looks like we're possibly going to be sponsoring this year's event as well. So that Yay! might mean the um, part two of the incident at Baijongu, um prior to the um, prior oh, to LaveCon. Oh, that'll be a shame. If, if we can get enough uh, Lave Radio hosts to agree. I agree. <clears throat> Ouch, my arms, right, my arms are really hurting at the moment. <laughs> Everyone who says yes gets a free weasel rat t shirt. Yes! Yes! No, no, yeah. <laughs> and it validates the bet. Okay, I'll cost you a quid. Some mops or something. I'm bringing a tenner. <laughs> oh, yeah, no one asked how much they were. Um, I've, I have got a question which is actually more related to something that a lot of commanders who have been playing the Elite Dangerous from the beginning is you're clearly still extremely enthusiastic and loving everything Elite. How are you managing to avoid burning out? That is a good question. Fallout 4. <laughs> I knew yes. it was other games. Have you tried it with VR? This, this is. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I do feel like I do feel like a complete hussy every time I switch it on. But it is amazing. Uh, it really is amazing. John only used to play one game, literally one game, which was a uh, uh, Elite Dangerous for years and years. Um, for, uh, for for separate reasons, I, I forced him to play Fallout Four, and now he is an addict. Um, you see, I've always been Tracer, so I've always played lots of different games. But I, I think I consider it research. Um, you know, whenever I, I play something else. Um, but no, in terms of uh, enthusiasm, um, I, I think I like a, a lot of people. Um, it's kind of bred to the bone, Elite Dangerous, or, or at least Elite, the very least, because um, 
you know, um, I've been sort of thinking stories about elite since I was, you know, kind of very small. And, uh, you know, and then as I grew up and uh, there didn't look like there'd be any other elite games, um, uh, I was still thinking about what my perfect elite game would be sort of, you know, in my head and, you know, how I would, uh, you know, kind of set it out and all those sorts of things. But I think lots of people do that. And it's, it, I think it sort of captures you um, at a moment in your life. Um, and, yeah, I think it's the lure of the, the Cobra Mark III, isn't it? It's the- Oliver's also a heavy um, restart whore. He loves to get to his, get his commanders up to the Anaconda and then restart, whereas mine is just um, the same commander. But but for me, it's because I've just not tried too hard at anything. You know, I'm I'm elite in exploration because I happen to get there. I've elite I'm elite in trading because I happen to get there, and I'm miles away from elite in combat, so I've got plenty to do. I just don't try too hard at everything, and then you I find showing off. However. That wasn't showing off. It was just fact. I'm elite in both things. Oh, well, I'm only elite in trade, so yeah. <laughs> Exploration. I'm getting to be fair. I did it in a 13 light year orca, so nah. I'm 42 percent on my way um, along Pioneer, so getting closer to elite. In the exploration, but I'm elite in trade. But yeah, as you say, it's it's more from plodding away and enjoying bits, and then exactly. going hell for leather when you think, "Oh, I'm close, I can do this," uh, and doing different things. So, uh, but yeah, I've, no, done, yeah. Yeah, I've done both routes. Um, I was my first elite was combat elite uh, back in March 2015. <sighs> I've, and I, I played 32 hours solid to get it. Good. You, Chan, were you one of the ones who was trying for the trip for at least one of the elite prizes? Or no, something? I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, um, but I just had one of these uh, free weekends when Mrs. Chan was away and no one was in the house. So I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll play. And at that time, one of my friends was still playing, so we sat on TeamSpeak and uh, just played 32 hours solid, and I got my. Uh, my combat elite in it and then but for my um exploration elite i kind of got it by accident a bit like um the guys there i wasn't going to go for uh exploration elite it's just i went on a uh 220,000 light year shakedown cruise and it just sort of came along so i've sort of experienced both of them really but yeah, I, I, I like the I like the gradual approach, I think, for some of them. And I think the game does reward the gradual approach and that, you know, money, credits and rank and whatever just just happen. You just enjoy yourself and it just comes along. I think if you try and burn yourself out on it, that's when you get into trouble. Right. My intention was to do a big deep space exploration to get elite. Um, explorer and it just came from doing the Ramtar missions which was really prepped for that um, so yeah just if you just get on with playing the game it comes naturally doesn't it no I yeah just... I've got mine through um, I, I happened to be out exploring at the time in um, Orca and I came across a CG at Jex while I was out there so I thought well might as well go over there for a Brucey and as I hit there I happened to hit Elite at the same time So, uh, and that is the thing really with the Pilot Federation rankings is effectively they are max level in an RPG in an MMO, aren't they? They're, they're not anything particularly kind of 
they're not a measure of competence. They're a measure of time spent doing certain activities. So it, it, they are. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like hitting max level. So uh, it's equally valid, I guess, to to rush something and and not rush something. But I think as long as people realise is that the the ranks and stuff are a means to an end, and once you've got triple elite. It, you're not actually in end game because there's no such thing. Yeah, well, well that's like the thing it, with it elite. Isn't put elite. Me off to is... my deep space explore just because I happen to have pinged explorer elite. I still want to go Sajay. I still want to see the other side of the galaxy. You haven't well, been to Sagittarius A yet. I've done. I've been there three times. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. at the moment. Uh, we should also point out that the other space sim podcast, the Guard Frequency, they're also doing a um, uh, RPG run through, aren't they? At the moment, they are. In fact, yeah, they absolutely are. So yeah, we'll just point that out so that everybody is uh, aware. Even though we're in, well, I don't think we're in competition, but. <laughs> If people want to hear more pe- people play the game, then it's a place to go. So, I didn't realise there's another Asp Explorer behind the camera. <laughs> Is that an Asp behind an Asp? How you behind in front of things? Yeah. Well, no, I'm in the Chieftain using the free camera. Just just turn around and see an Asp Explorer sitting there. So, have we actually mentioned all the blueprints? We haven't mentioned the blueprints by Commander Aratham. Yes. Yes, yes um, Anthony Hunt. Yeah, he's, he's um, as I'm sure many people are aware, he's been uh, stupendously busy running the Elite Dangerous blog, and he's also putting together a vehicle equipment and ship codex at the moment, which he's been working on. But on top of all of that, he's allowed us to use some of the blueprints and produced others for the ships that aren't in ED so far uh, to shove in our shiny books so a massive massive thank you to uh, and he gave us the orange sidewinder for our t-shirts and things as well yeah Yeah, very gifted man he's awesome aren't you guys meant to be doing some role-playing with testers or something Uh, yeah yes they're they're literally next door uh waiting sorry guys on my uh my hat i will pass on your apologies that's fine but thank you so much for having us on yeah Yeah, thank uh, you guys it's very very cool Yes, You're welcome. Awesome. Feel free to come back anytime. Yeah, sorry we're having to shoot off, but um, uh, you know what this um, RPG lot are like. Yes. Orcus is waiting. Impatient and, bunch. Uh, <laughs> Have is, fun with them. His bloodthirsty nuns. Um, are um, yeah have to be dealt with. Um, so uh, look, we'll catch you guys later, and uh, goodbye to everyone. Take care. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Yep. Take, See you later. See you soon. Very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, what we'll do is we will uh, take a, an ad break, uh, hopefully. <laughs> is, is Grant about? Yep. Okay, can we go for an ad break? And then we'll come back with uh, the in-game development news and the community news. We buy any ship, bar none. We buy any ship, bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We buy any ship, bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship, bar none, are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online, 
Then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is, we take any ship. We buy any ship. Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Adder, Anaconda, Asp, Bauer, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Mori, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsel, Tiger, Transporter, Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessels. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring! What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store! And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa! Sounds like you've got a case of space madness! What you really need is... Really Big Gas Tank! What? With Really Big Gas Tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid star just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go! Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go! Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go! And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go! Gee, thanks, mister! No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, pipism, and spontaneous targo face. Use only as directed. And welcome back. We'll just thank uh, Oliver and John for joining us again, uh, and uh, hope you found the found the RPG stuff helpful. Um, has anybody got any thoughts on that before we move on? Other than I need to do it again and get back, get into it and things, and I'm really looking forward to that. Trying to have a session at ECM. Mm. No. Right. Okay. Well. Um, it's been a, quite an, an eventful week, but probably not in the most positive way for the last week in Elite Dangerous. So um, we'll, we'll start going through each of the the notices that we've had so far. Um, on a more positive note, uh, we've had the Great 3.0 Treasure Hunt competition. Um, who would like to talk about that? That would be the Chieftains and Trump of Things competition for this week, isn't it? Yes, I, I think this is to replace the ASP in front of things. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, basically, as, as I just said, Frontier are asking for people to go off and post photos of their chieftains this week. And there's a different theme, I guess you could say, every week, isn't there? Mm hmm. Um, and have they, said, have they actually said what the prizes are? Because I remember I was looking for the prizes to begin with, and they didn't. Uh, but it's all it's all to do with basically the beyond thing. So yeah. So this week it's the Chieftain. Um starting tomorrow it's planetary improvements. Then the week after that it's combat. Mm -hmm. And the final week would be Thargoid things, Thargoid Marauders or Guardian Ruins. Ooh, sounds fun. But, but oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. So the prizes are a for this week, next week, and the week after. You can get a hot ass for the PlayStation, the Xbox, or the PC. And for the final week, you can get an Elite Dangerous goodie bag, which has got the HyperX Fury Pro gaming mousepad, a poster, and a physical copy of the game. Ooh, nice. 
So yes, that that sounds uh, interesting. Prizes, I, I I must admit, and Twitch, that's a good lineup you've got there. That's yeah. I, sh- I should actually go and put some. I've taken loads of photos of my chieftain because she's a lovely ship. Hmm. And um, oh, quickly, we'll just touch on this. Have you got the ship kit for the chieftain yet? Because that was in the the latest I, newsletter, wasn't it? I, I, maybe. <laughs> He's um, got spikes on it. Yeah, I I have no. It's there. They're guns. Where's your, where your chieftain gone? You're hiding. Uh, I, I, they're, they're not the ones beside the cockpit. They're not. A sensor arrays, aren't they? Yeah, the sensors or something like that. The yeah, they're they're probably pokey things, but they're not like the oh, like the spikes you get for the radar kit. Where have you gone? I'm just above you guys, I think. Is that the technical term? Proddy pokey things. Proddy pokey <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah, pretty um, much. I want to stick your chief. Chieftain beside mine. Uh, we'll share them okay. Live on stream. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> I that's think not a euphemism. I, I think they're trying to to um, line up the uh, a decent shot for the competition at the moment. Yeah. So we'll leave that there. Now this does bring on us on to a little bit more of an issue. Now last week they had started removing missions because the edge cases and some of them were a bit um, excessive. So basically, people were making tons and tons of money for very little effort. This is Skimmergate. Yeah, Skimmergate. And it seems that we've got a lot more gates now. So apparently, the mining missions have been removed as well. Um, yeah, that was quite an interesting one in that um, someone discovered that you could get mining uh, rewards for the supply of mining materials. So basically, I think the example shown was osmium. So you would hand in 10 osmium, which would then give you a reward of, say, 30 osmium. So you could, like, um, take a mission out, get the reward, and then use the reward to fulfill another mission and so on. And Also get get exponentially... Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so you could get multiple millions of credits in minutes if you hit the boards right yeah i mean this is obviously something we'll come back to at a later point about all these gold rushes and and um basically edge cases as far as the missions are concerned um it does seem to be an issue with 3.0 at the moment doesn't it i i think it is but i think people are now looking for the next gold rush because they they see their avenue of making quick credits being closed down so they quickly go and try and find the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing either that or people have kept quiet about it for quite a while and are now they're now all coming out as people become um, aware of them and uh, if we can talk on the uh, the gold rush thing for a minute i i think the one of the dangers for frontier is that by continuously nerfing this stuff um they almost direct the players to keep it quiet don't tell people shush have i got this thing for you so they then exist for long periods of time until someone eventually lets slip so Mm -hmm. in actually in terms of stopping the behavior it's not actually helping because it's actually conversely encouraging people to keep it quiet until they fill the boots yeah i mean do you think though that in some cases that frontier will be monitoring that so that if players suddenly start getting big big spikes of cash 
they'll suddenly think, hang on, something's gone on here and they're, they're not telling us. I don't know if Frontier monitor things to that extent. I, mean, I kind of hope they do, but the, the metrics-driven approach to balancing, again, is a, a double-edged sword. Because mm-hmm. I know, for example, uh, ArenaNet, um, they use metrics to balance things, i.e. if there's a skill or an attack that's used more often than not, they think, oh, that must be broken because people are using it a lot, so therefore they'll focus on that one. However, it might actually be the only viable way for someone to achieve something, and that's why it's being popular. Or So you have to be very careful with just using metrics to balance stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is one thing that it is a difficult situation because, yeah, when the Smeaton run started, um, I found that invaluable just to get the T10 up and running to a level. Once I got the T10, that was fine. I didn't need to do it anymore. But is it a case of when we have these gold rushes and people are then going, able to go from basically something like an ASP to a to, to an anaconda in a fully a kitted out anaconda? Is, is that not expected behavior? Because it, it goes, kind of goes back to this progression thing that I think Obsidian Ant was talking about. Yes, it, it is an interesting one because the, the way I see it is uh, up until the new crime punishment system, it didn't matter how many credits I had as opposed to how many credits you had. Mm-hmm. But now we're if you have people with extreme numbers of credits, that the ability for them to survive crime and punishment fines greatly outweighs someone else who doesn't have as many credits because your credits can be, if you like, a resource for offsetting the crime and punishment stuff, which we can we'll talk about another time, I guess. In terms of going stuff from the adder to anaconda in, in, in a day or a couple of days, mm-hmm. Guess the only the only harm that's doing is for the player's personal enjoyment for doing stuff, and it does sort of breed a, a what I call a content locust approach, where something new appears, and all of a sudden there's a rush of people to get it done and consume it as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and then once they've consumed it, they go right, where's the next lot? I'm hungry for content now. And chasing after content locusts is very resource intensive for the game developer. Yes. That they're either faced with the prospect of people going, oh, there's nothing to do. We've done the content in, th- in version three in a week and on board. Mm-hmm. Or um, they try and string it out by using game mechanics or whatever, in which case people say, oh, it's grindy, it's horrible and repetitive. So it's. <laughs> Testing out content locusts, I don't think helps, as I say, because it's immensely resource intensive for the, for the developer to keep generating content at the speed in which players can consume it. Well, there's also the other side of the coin. Is if you're going out and getting an anaconda in only a couple of days, what what do you lack? The experience to fly it, for one thing. You haven't gone up through all the ship sizes. Yeah, but well that that's that presupposes going you get up to out your of ship a sidewinder and get into an anaconda. You know, the anaconda is not going to turn and stop on a sixpence like the sidewinder can. Indeed, but I think what I'm picking up on 
And it's something I think that drives um, the progression argument is, is going to bigger ships actually gain progression? Is it, are you further on the game because you started off in an adder and ended up in an anaconda? Or have you just chosen to fly around an anaconda rather than adder? How do you I think it's because you've Now, I can only students. answer that. The only way I can answer that question is with another question, is how do you define progression? If it's with credits, then someone with a billion credits is already at the end game. But then for Elite Dangerous, what is the end game? Because we've got how many years of development left in it? There's content that is yet to be found, yet to be well, created. Well, well, precisely. And I think in some ways Frontier made a rod for their own back by putting ships in tiers. You know, they say the Anaconda, the Cutter, the Corvette, maybe the Type 10 are in the upper tier of ships. Mm -hmm. So by calling them tiers, they're kind of saying, well, actually, if you're top tier, you're at the end game. And See, uh, I would actually call that, this is the boring tier. You know, there's, there's, those ships are not fun to fly. And uh, people have said that on the on some of the surveys so far, they're finding it much more fun to fly the medium-sized ships. And I must admit, yeah, I mean, when I, I I far prefer flying around in my chieftain than my cousins than my cutters say. Mm -hmm. Now, there's obviously things I can do in the cutter that I can't do in the chieftain. Um, but for enjoy, just for pure, I'm flying a spaceship. The Chieftain or, you know, I know Rar, who's got crazy good ships, he's currently flying around in a, in a ridiculously overpowered Imperial Courier. And that thing is mental. <laughs> As I found out last week when I went off and crashed into a planet. Yeah, trying to chase him down. So. <laughs> yeah, that was so, stupid, uh, but funny. Yes. So I, I, think, I think, Toxic, you, you're right in that progression is a very personal thing. However... I think there's there's a culture that's developed or is developing within the game that says credits matter, ships matter, uh, pilot federation rank matter, your how well known you are on Reddit or the forum matters, and in fact none of that matters when it comes down I, to it. I can agree with you completely, but then if you look at life itself, you get the same thing. You got the people that think being rich is the thing you've got some people that think being the most popular person is the thing you've got some people that think having several houses and several cars is you know the dog's nuts but again it that doesn't define the end game because the end game for life is always going to be the box at the end you can't take it <laughs> with you so thinking elite is the same with elite you can't take all the stuff in elite with you when you go can you so what what is the end game for you for me, it's having fun. The end game is to have fun and to watch Elite and the story unfold as it goes. And when it comes to like credits in Elite, though, people's main drive isn't some high number in their bank account, is it? I think. The, I mean, maybe some players do that, but the majority of players that want to earn credits quickly, they just want to cover the costs of the danger of whatever it is that they want to go and do for fun. So I know plenty of players that I fly in wings with that will farm credits, not because they want a giant bank account, but because they know if they blow their ship up three times, they'll go bankrupt and they can't carry on playing. Yeah, that that is an issue, especially when you've got the, the new crime and punishment where 
um, yeah, hundred crown, hundred credit bounty could cost you a massive amount of rebuy. <laughs> I found this out the other day. I was flying with um, a friend who said, "Yeah, come out bounty hunting." And me being me, when I've had enough of a ship, I start ramming it. Oh, Fr- friend didn't realise this and spotted the ship and started shooting it. As I hit the boost button, of course, it was only a what four hundred credit bounty or whatever it was they gained yes but in a anaconda that's got like 16 million credit rebuy that's not good oh ben is the arch criminal radio well this actually takes me on to yeah onto something that i've been exploring and trying to have yeah do things with recently so yeah as i as i said at the beginning of the show i've been doing some Oh, oh, what should we call it? I've been doing some power play stuff and I've been getting things for the, um, oh, for engineering. And some of this has maybe resulted in me doing a few illegal actions and getting certain other powers a little bit interested in me whilst I was flying my cutter. So, you know, I was just delivering some, you know, um, oh, what would you call it again? Materials. Yes, we'll, yes. we'll just say pro- some propaganda materials. Um, and you know, I go and get interdicted by a ship. I see it's wanted. Mm-hmm. I go up and shoot it. Yes. All seems reasonable. Don't get any, you know, slap downs or anything like that. Don't get in trouble. Okay. And then I go off and have a look at my transactions tab, and I suddenly found out that I had I was about eleven thousand credits. In bounty with the feder, well, one of the federation powers. Oh, hang on. Are you talking power play here? This is this is pa- so power play. One of the power play bounties. One of the power play factions, because they attacked me and I killed them. I've mm-hmm. wound up getting a power play bounty from one of the other factions, and yeah, I can't but- shake the bloody thing. Oh, but hang on. You got a power play bounty, but you're not taking part in, bo- in power play. Is that right? No, I am signed up to power play. Because ah. I've been able to get my prismatic shields. Right, gotcha. So I've not really been engaging very much in power play, but I am signed up to oh, the princess for my prismatic shields. Okay, I'm with you now. Um, and but that's why I'm getting me that. And yes. Then it's like, you know, okay, I really, really, really do not want to sacrifice a 20 something million credit cutter for the sake of a couple of thousand credit bounty because some federal bigots go off and attack me. Well, you see, this is, this is one of the things that they have warned us about these power play bounties coming in. You, you surely should have been aware of them. I was aware of them, but then I was also, you know, they said you can go and clear your bounties at interstellar factors. And well, okay, fine. But you've got like, notoriety. Okay. Oh, I've clear- oh, don't talk to me about bloody notoriety. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask about that. No, seriously, Ben. <laughs> yes. I mean, how did you find the, the, the degrade? Did it actually, have you managed to work out how the degrade works? Right. I think, and it's only a think, that degrading, you'll degrade in any game mode, but you've actually got to be playing the damn game, which is a good thing. Right. Yeah. So basically, you can't dock up in the, so- you can't leave your ship on dock. Basically, yeah. and um, no, I haven't experimented. Flying. If I'm, you know, can I get it if I go and fly 
beyond Alpha Centauri and then come out in normal space and sit there for a week, will that get rid of you know, 10 pieces of notoriety? Not sure. Right. Or is it if you're just, just runs. flying around? Oh, yeah. Hudson runs would probably help clear away the, the notoriety. Except you, want, you... except you want it in the Federation, which we're well, exactly yeah. not in. And you fly a cutter, which isn't a very good <laughs> flight. Thing. <laughs> okay, so it might be saying, come and kill me. This is where know, wing it's... missions come in. Yeah. Because you get no, the cutter no. to go out there with its full load, and you just, it just keeps dropping it for smaller ships that can dock at Hot and Orbital. You're still playing the game while you're sitting there doing it, but you're... That'd be quite yeah, good for a wing that's... mission, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. Do for box reading try that actually, Ben, because you got cutter, didn't you? I was thinking <laughs> about getting one, but I can't afford it at the minute. So, Ben, do you think yes. there's a lot of confusion around the current punishment system? Because I caught the end of the broadcast mm. with Commander Josh Hawkins. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And him and his team ran afoul of the current punishment system in that his wingmates saw a ship that was wanted and they told him, right, get this guy, he's wanted. So he then opened fire on it, even though it hadn't come up as wanted on his scanner. Ooh. I mean, that to me sounds like a bug, because I thought anything that your wingmates see, you should also be told about. Uh, so he then got a 200-credit assault bounty, mm. which he thought, well, hang on a minute, they're shooting at me, and he didn't, I don't think he was aware how it worked. So he then shot at this guy, and his wingmates then blew him up. <laughs> he then got a murder bounty. Oh, no. Uh, and and then other other stuff happened, which meant his ship was blown up pretty quickly by all the other ships in the zone. And um, he ended up having a notoriety and basically being stuck because he didn't know how to get rid of notoriety. And as you say, sitting at the station, yeah. didn't fix it. So uh, I would say that the fact that we need a bloody flowchart to explain how you clear your notoriety probably says it's a little bit complicated. Um, I would also argue that, you know, at the moment it's basically it's an integer that goes down uh, and it rounds up as we found. Oh, right. So, so you know, I can be, let's say I'm playing the game for half an hour. That should lose about 0.25 of a, of one notoriety. Yes. But of course, you can't see that. So you you just see, you know, I've been playing the game for a few hours or a couple of hours. Why can't I see my notoriety go down? Mm-hmm. Well, it might be your actual notoriety might only be 0.1, but, but it still it says plays as one. Ah, right. Gotcha. Um, I do. I think we desperately need our notoriety to get some kind of, de- of fractions so we can see where we are and how it's going. Just, Just to give you a sense of progression that you are honestly losing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so basically you want floating points instead of integers. We definitely need floating points in for the most so I, I think the rule of thumb is with a new crime system, unless you want to be a murder hobo, mm-hmm. is that as soon as you, if you're going to go to a system and do bounty hunting before you go in, locate the closest ISF, like, you know, the interstellar faction, yeah. locate the closest one of those. And as soon as you get that assault bounty, jump out and clear it. Yeah. And then come back. Which totally uh, and goes off and kills wing missions and playing with friends and things. Well, well yeah, yeah. It completely rewards being antisocial. But yeah. Um, 
if you don't want to fall afoul of the crime punishment system. I mean, the other thing that uh, Josh Hawkins could have done was just simply jump to a system that was outside of the faction that he was wanted in and go and play in there for a couple hours and then come back. You don't <laughs> um, have to sit outside the station. Well, that's an archetype. Do your bounty hunting in an anarchy system, and then yeah. Oh, I mean, that's that. actually why I went off to. Oh, who's the pirate faction? Grom. Let's say Grom. I can't remember if it's him or not. But anyway, I went off to the pirate faction, thinking, you know, okay, they're all dirty pirates, so I'll just go there, and then I still find myself getting bloody powerful bounties there. <laughs> I, oh dear, poor Ben can't win. No, I, I, I really do. And there's a lot of confusion because some people are saying, hey, you can clear a power play bounty by going to the interstellar fac going to an interstellar factor who is in the jurisdiction of the bounty who's who you owe it to. So let's say I had one for the princess, which mm -hmm. obviously I couldn't because that's what I'm pledged to, but let's pretend I've got a bounty to the princess. Um if I go and find an interstellar factor in her jurisdiction, I could go and pay it off there, and that unfortunately is complete and utter horse hockey. You can't pay it off anywhere. The only way you can currently get rid of your bounty is through death at the hands of a human commander who is pledged to the faction that uh, that owes the, that has the bounty on you. I'm up for that, Ben. I can kill you anytime. You <laughs> <laughs> can't. But I, I do not. We'll want all to have to assign. We'll all have to sign up for different factions and then offer a Lave Radio bounty <laughs> clearing service. Yeah, yeah, there's an idea. I Any, don't. We could add that to EDWTRB. Yeah, you, got it well, right. I there, think there is a bounty system on that. I think. Yeah, we'll but, have but, to but we want a like bounty that. clearing system. Yeah, want 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 to die is yeah. want to die. <laughs> yeah, I got, I that's actually what I was doing. Yeah, um, I could I could set it up so that you could set a bounty on yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, I managed to get a bounty on my chieftain. I was like, okay, fine, I'll accept a million credits rebuy on my chieftain, not a problem. <laughs> and I was actually flying through one of the federal systems, saying, "Please, somebody kill me to get rid of this bloody bounty," because you know it, it annoys me when I go to my transactions tab and I see loads of crud in there. Right. I just want to get rid of it. Well. Uh, one of the things that we that they have put up on the um, on the website up on the frontier forums has been the community feedback in the 3.03 update now will Flanagan has put up a list of what they're working on for a 30 3.03 now having a quick look through this it looks like they're putting in the kill one scanner changes that um, uh, caused so much of a hassle uh, and superpower bounties, but unfortunately, I don't think they've got anything there with power play bounties at the moment. Ben, have, have you seen I've not seen there? anything about power play bounties, and you know, I, I really hope. I mean, I, I have no problems if I can pay off a power play bounty at an interstellar factor in that jurisdiction. But let me get rid of the, th you know, let me get rid of a thousand credit bounty on a twenty-three million credit ship without having to sacrifice it please right so yeah that, that's something we'll I think everybody has to get together and get behind Ben in order to help him save his cutter that's something I have to agree with Mindwipe said in the chat a little while ago um, 
I do apologize. Microphone has been muted as I was um, talking to mom. Um, he says, one of the things I don't like in 3.0 is the modules being punished if they were used by accident or on purpose in activities. It's like, let's blame the hammer for the hammer that's holding it. And I, I agree with him. The ship, the ship being blamed, yeah. Yeah. Not just the I ship, mean, though, because also your modules... But it's, it's also ship. all the modules, so... Well, that, that sort of prevents the, um, the, the exploit of, or the loophole of, of having a second ship, getting all the modules out of it, your, your hot ship, and then sticking it on a new ship and carrying on. So I can understand how the modules being wanted as well. Mm-hmm. stops that particular loophole but it, it is a pain i think probably my biggest bugbear with the crime and punishment is this uh, assault bounty now I, i've been really careful and i i haven't got i haven't had one yet um but i've got a number of friends whose uh npc ship has you know has opened fire on something while another ship has got in the way when they haven't even targeted and got them i think the i think anything less than a thousand credits should be a fine and give you a timeout, right? Okay, you know, carry on like this, and it's going to get, it's going to get serious. Yeah. Um, do you do you think that the bounty should only really kick in if you kill something? Yes. Because, I think what, um, what you, I don't know. When I was when I was shot the other day, I I didn't lose enough shields for me to consider worrying. It said I was under attack, but I shugged it off. Well, there's a couple of difficult. Even though there's an anaconda firing with. A fair amount of guns on it. I was still sat there ramming a second anaconda. So, yeah, I was in the middle of getting fired at. I was being fired at by everything. The police that were in the system, the friend that was there, and it it didn't phase me. But they got what they got um, bounty. There's a couple of there's a couple of little twists I think to that because, like you on the face of it, you think, well, yes, if you a bounty should only occur if you are being um, if, you, if you kill something or you murder something, well, you can cause an awful lot of damage, which is actually expensive for the other person to fix without actually killing them. Um, so I'm in favor of, a, of an escalating series of fines. And then once it breaches the limit, it becomes a bounty. Because at the moment, even the reckless weapons discharge can still be triggered if you do hull damage. Yeah which is really easy to do if you have phasing sequence, for example, on one of your um, pulse lasers, or indeed if you have a, uh, a railgun shot which misses and goes through and hits the hull of another ship. And that's, and that's enough to trigger the assault bounty. So it, this is it, it's I think it should. Difficult. Um, it's difficult. So you should stack, you know, one first offense, you warn 200 credit fine, Whatever second two hundred credit or whatever, so you least you least have to be really determined to damage something or blow it up before you get a bounty. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can yeah. see that, that this kind of thing will need a little bit more balancing. And it, I can agree. You're going to see something, like actually. I, like I said the other day, it was literally only my shields that was damaged, and even then, it wasn't enough damage. It didn't take a ring away. So I thought, well. Misfired shot, it happens. Shrug, carry on firing. I don't care. And this is bearing in mind, I was in Chieftain, completely unengineered Chieftain, straight out of Shinrata Desra, and into a high-intensity resource extraction site with an anaconda. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple so, of interesting comments in, 
in challenges picking up a pole called Chuck. And says, yeah, I completely agree with him. When when the police open up on you, the fact you've got a 200 credit fine or a bounty, and all around the ships with 50 or 200,000 credits on, it's as if you accidentally grazing your shield or something turns you into Osama bin Laden. Yeah, yeah, I can I can completely um, resonate that easy. Maybe I'm sure maybe on that's their live because... stream before 3.0 landed, they insisted that bounties would only be for like ship murder damage. rather than for for actual ship damage. That was always going to be fines. I thought. Yeah. Well, maybe the NPCs don't like uh, Pilot Federation members, you know, because they're a bit elitist, <laughs> and they'll always target them first. And then X-Pay Next has said um, uh, he's, he got wanted by using um, by hitting a ship launch fighter that came out of an anaconda that he'd scanned already. So although the anaconda was sharing as wanted, when you attacked the ship launch fighter, he got him a bounty. Mm. Oh, now that's strange, because you would have thought if it come out of the ship, it would also be wanted. It, it should be wanted by default. Well, I would bug that X-Pay Next, to be honest. Yeah, I would have reported would that, that as a bug. But then again, we should also be reporting when our SLF does the, you know, accidentally shoots something as well. That's what, I'm sure that's a. You know, we shouldn't be getting fines or bounties because our ship launch fighter hits something by accident. Yeah, well, X is saying it is a reported bug. So, mm-hmm. I guess oh, if you right. jump on that, um, comment on it, and say I got this as well. Yeah. Well, moving on from there, I mean, Ramtar. Um, has had new missions, but they're, they're, are they dis- they're disappearing? Is this one of the things that will be patched in 3.03? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, this actually happened to me, but there are a whole bunch of people on the Frontier Forum that have logged a bug report for it already. Right. And that is just at any point during the Ramtar new mission, it can just go out of your mission log and all your progress is lost. Ooh, um, nasty. Which is, oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, it actually stopped me and a couple of other players from going and poking that more aggressively. Ben, what are you doing? I mean, inspecting your undercarriage, if you must. <laughs> Again, moving on. The data delivery missions they're giving out too much rep. Is that this thing that's got you into being a king, Ashley? Yes, it would be. I so, think you should be demoted so... for that. I think you should be demoted to something like a peasant or something <laughs> i'm already a peasant leave me alone <laughs> yeah well moving on from there it, it um also last week people may have noticed that in the pleiades sector some strange things started to appear in six systems and dav steve and ed you um did a live stream on the whole thing uh in their eagle eyes now this is the new th- well, kind of new Thargoid content which is appearing uh, in the Pleiades sector. I mean, I've, I've already run a couple of these missions. I find, I find them quite interesting. They're, they're kind of built on mechanics that we've we've seen before, but they're saying it's going to start opening up new plot lines, if you like. Um, did anyone else see the video? I saw the stream live, yeah, and I was, I was actually quite... I'm not going to say annoyed, but I was... Because um, I've been doing some work for Sagittarius Eye, recording some bulletins and things like that for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were all really, really proud that, you know, we heard about the Sagittarius Eye stuff. We got a audio stuff recorded 
and we were all set to basically go off and get the scoop on this. And then Frontier goes and do a bloody stream for an hour, showing you exactly how to do it all. Oh, so so <laughs> you're you're butt hurt because you got gazumped. We did. I was. I was. <laughs> oh. I mean, mentioning the Sagittarius Eye, um, and you guys, or well, the Sagittarius Sagittarius Eye issue seven that's coming yes. out this Thursday. It is yes. So um, everybody, keep your eye out for the eye. But it's fish, and they, they've got stuff on the old worlds. I, I've, you know, I've no idea what's actually in the issue because you know, I just, I just say words. I don't, you, you know. You just say I just, I just say what's put in, in front of me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't I mean, write anything. did anybody else see this video? I mean, what did you think? Yeah, I, I saw it. I, I'm not quite sure what's supposed to be new yet, uh, other yeah. than the installation. So, I, I, I await the payoff, I think. Oh, I was under the impression that the... I don't know if the galaxy map itself. Sorry, can we give spoilers? Because it's possible, possibly spoiler content. Oh, you know what? I don't think we'll. What we'll do is we'll, we'll give it a couple of weeks and then come back to that particular bit. Because okay. I do know that what they showed in the stream wasn't the end of it. No. There, there is more function. There's more to uh, this new content than what they showed in the screen. This, the stream, and you got to kind of work it out for yourself. Not that Canon have already come up with a full FAQ and list, but <laughs> we, I think, we'd like to let people discover that one for themselves. If they're going to do it. If they're going to do it, but yeah. I, I would say anything that takes you around those Thargoid bases is worth trying. I mean, they are, you know, just like where we are just now. They are incredibly atmospheric and scary especially if you friendly fire in there is not recommended (laughs) no No, that would be that'd be bad no so what we'll do is we'll quickly move on to the community corner then um there's a few things to update today uh now commander kurgel what was this about the oculus rift being broken uh the the rift um the the like software certificate they used to sign their actual drivers and stuff expired, mm-hmm. and they actually you have to go to their website and download a fix for it. There is a link in the show notes. That ruined an evening for me. <laughs> oh dear. So so basically, it was a manual fix that everybody had to apply themselves. It wasn't an automatic push out. Yeah, because the certificate expired, it couldn't even run to update itself to a newer mm-hmm. version with a new certificate. So there's a fact on their website. You can click on the link and it shows you how to run a patch utility that will fix it all up for you. Mm. A bit so, of an Yeah, so unfortunately, um, because I'm jealous of everybody who's got an Oculus Rift, I have no sympathy whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dear. Um, also, the fantastic Ghost Giraffe crew have done another super video about top tips that nobody uses. Uh, has anybody else seen that one? Yes, it's brilliant. Okay, we'll go Ben and then we'll go um, Shan. Uh, I, I knew one of the things. I knew. Oh, I can't remember what the first tip was, but I remember. I knew that one. Um, <laughs> but I never knew about the orange planet. Oh, the orange yeah, sun. The orange yeah. I never knew that. Um, yes. And yeah, I mean, it's done with its usual humor, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It's well well put together. 
Um, and actually, it taught me something too. So, yay. <laughs> Sean? Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't seen it yet, but what was it about the orange planet? Oh, right, this so is the sun. You go, Colin, you, then. Okay. When you, you know when you're um, cl too close to the... Uh, you, you're fuel scooping, and you want to move on to the next star. Yeah. It kind of tells you when's the best place where you can actually um, hit that jump key, because when the sun is red... It will. It kind of says that your ship will overheat if you press. Sun is red. You, you, your ship is dead. Uh, yeah, however, right. if you wait for the the sun to go to orange, then you can hit jump, and you know you will not overheat. Yeah, I sort of learned that when I was out exploring. Uh, sort not of a clue. Through trial and error. Not a clue. For and me. I always found that on the fuel scoop I was using at the time, it was always around three hundred. Um, kilos per second. So, mm. so um, fly by numbers. This I don't know whether to be embarrassed about this next item or not. Um, there is a new website. You may have heard of it. It might have been mentioned before. Um, this is called E T E D W T R B. <laughs> you can't even get your own name right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, what I've Put together this is the website i've been working on for the last three or so months where um i've tried to provide people with functionality that's a little bit missing in the game so if you're looking for a wing you should you'll be able to hopefully look for people um who people who want to form wings will put up um lists on the on on the website so that it can say I'm in this wing, I'm in this sector I need people to wing up with please come join me so you can then join with them. Uh, you can also uh, do a bit of eBay like trading where you can say I've got 100 tons of panite for sale, I'm willing to accept 200 tons of gold for it uh, or above and you could have a, do a bit of an eBay auction. It. There's obviously the RPG Matcher, which um, we were explaining with uh, John and Oliver. And I was on Sellers' stream last night explaining how the whole thing works. And that controversially, I've also added in a kind of bounty system as well, where that if you opt in, you can actually say, right, I'd like to set a bounty on this other player who has also opted into the process. And it's a case of um, other people can lay tips to point where that person might be or distract them. And obviously evidence would have to be provided of a, a collected bounty, if you'll see. But it's all on, on the website at www.edwtrb.com. And uh, yes, I'm hoping that people will sign up to it, use it, and uh, hopefully help just expand the community a little bit. So, I mean, one thing there already appears to be a bunch of uh, wing requests on there. Okay, well, this is interesting because I wanted to find out why would I, what's the benefit of looking for a wing on your website? versus going onto Discord saying, hey, I'm at Lave, does anyone want to do any wing missions? But how many Discord channels are there? 50 bazillion. Exactly. <laughs> so you put one you put one wing request out on one one channel, there's mm -hmm. you know, the other fifty channels don't get it. And also it relies on 
if you're doing it in game, it relies on people being in the system in game. Um, no, no, I'm not meaning in system, but in, in let's say in Discord or something like that. You know, put a just put out a message in the Lay Radio Discord saying, "I'm here. Does anyone want to come join me?" I mean, there is that kind of functionality in in Elite Dangerous, which is you know looking for crew. Yeah. I've always I've I've always thought that that kind of looking for wing functionality is is really missing and needed and Elite Dangerous. So Agreed. that's one of the things that I I really wanted to to give the facility for people to use. Um, and then Dave Hughes turns up and says, you know, I wish I could do something similar to look for RPGs. And I went, actually, the code's pretty similar. That that gives me an idea. <laughs> so, yeah, it's set up at the moment for both Elite encounters and edrpg for uh to help people set up role-playing groups in you know say that i want to run a edrpg in in leeds for instance uh is there anybody in the leeds area who would like to uh, meet up and, and join so that people can then just say yep i'll i'll join and 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 hopefully they'll be able to all get together around a around a uh Round a table with some beers and some dice and, and some character sheets. So Sorry, yes, I'm looking for my dice now. I can't remember where to put them. <laughs> There's always roll twenty. Possible yeah, future feature roll twenty integration. Mm. Well, it, it's it's um, a, a starting point. It's one of these things that uh, can, uh, you know. It's a starting point that can be expanded on. I mean, I want to put Discord functionality into it. I want to put Twitter functionality into it. Uh, you know, the the whole way to to kind of expand people out into the uh, uh, you know try and integrate a little bit more of the the community. But um, right, we'll we'll leave that for the moment. Ben, did you want to say something about the ECM or yeah, Grant if he's about Grant Urand? I'm going to assume he's not then. So, yeah, I just heard from Vank Dion that there are only about 20 tickets left as of a couple of hours ago now. So if you're on the fence or you're just swinging over the fence, then you might want to jump down to the ground level and actually get your tickets sooner rather than later. Otherwise, you might be disappointed. So, yeah, that's basically, I think, all we need to say about that. Unless you're right. I think the URL is elitemeet.info, but let me just double-check that. Yes, it is. Elitemeet.info is the URL for that. Right. So, um, well, I I guess that brings us on to um, LaveCon. Have we got any more news about LaveCon apart from when when it actually is on the the 8th to 10th of June? Uh, No, I don't think there's any more apart from that. Um, I know, you know, obviously Karen's still, well, they're, they're finishing up their recovery from their, um, hard drive crash, aren't they? Or the database crash. Yeah. I mean, so Alan said something last week, up. but, um, we haven't had anything more on it, have we? Unfortunately. I've not heard any news since then. No. Right. Well, of course we'll give a shout out to the, uh, the CQC discord channel, which is, um, Discord slash Elite Dangerous CQC, which um, is always for a commander who likes to have a, a bit of a blast. Um, I haven't actually been on CQC for this week, which is is, is my fault, but I'm going to have to get back into it at, at some point this week. Now, following the um, 
Following this broadcast, of course, you will get the fantastic Galnet news by Commander Pete Witherspoon. Uh, hopefully he will be uh, uh, have a balanced report on the Thargoids and the Guardians this time. <laughs> so, what, what um, is this balanced journalism? Of what I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, is it fake? Is it not? Ben. So, yes, Doctor. Ben, who have you, Ben and Ashley, who have you got with you at the moment? We can, we can say that, yeah. So, Atrus 50, uh, 50 60s here, Kurgle's here, Tox's here, Ra is here, um, M Striker's here, so he's not actually with us, uh, but he's he's in the nearby area as far but I don't think I can see them. Commander Hackerman 69 has been trying to get here. But I was going to suggest, should we finish the stream with a canyon race in here? Something stupid to finish up the night. We can go and do that while Colin is doing the closing spiel, yeah. Okay, so... First one to ground level wins. <laughs> First one to ground uh, faceplant wins, I think, should be the one. I, I don't want to die. I want to actually try not to die this week. Although that might happen. So, um, has anybody got any final things they want to just cover before we, we sign out for tonight? I've just got one tiny little observation. I, mm -hmm. I saw the trailer for the new uh, Pacific Rim film. Oh, yes. And if you look in the first couple of seconds of the trailer for the Pacific Rim film, you will see chieftains are supporting and carrying a Jaeger. <laughs> you are kidding me. <laughs> no, everybody's going to start running to that now. I'm going to have to go and have a look at that in a few minutes, yes. I mean, did anybody else see the controversy? I'm using air quotes here. The controversy about the one of the latest staff citizenships that looks like a Type Six. No, no. Oh, <laughs> I can only imagine that that's an accidental coincidence. Because if you're going to choose to rip any ships from the <laughs> universe, dangerous. would you <laughs> pick the Type Six of all of them? I don't think so. Oh, I know, but some people in the Star Citizen community just jumped on that, and we were just there going, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that's it for another episode of Lay Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, Facebook slash laveradio, and at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to HTTPS Discord.io slash laveradio, or you can join our TeamSpeak server where the commanders like to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight GMT for the moment. Uh, until British summer's time starts, and we apologise for any disjointment at the moment that's happening with America. Yeah, we're sorry. And <laughs> And we're streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to John and Oliver who left earlier. We thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, thanks to Ashley, thanks to Ker Commander Kurgle and Commander Gr and, and Grant Psychocal Wilcott if he's about. So until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
safe Galnet News Digest, 13th of March, 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoid Hive Mind, key to Plydee's security. Ramtar accused of mission sabotage. Operation IDA claims a third success. Archivist accused of aiding and abetting. Thargoid hive mind key to Plydee's security. The Aegis-sponsored Eagle Eye lookout posts have discovered that the Thargoid's organic hive mind appears to be looking for human stations to attack. The listening posts have identified a number of Thargoid ground bases exhibiting unusual activity, and commanders who investigated have found that these bases have locked on to a number of human-occupied systems. One key system stands out. The Acela Starport, Hanieri Port, in the targeted system Huevang Day, seems likely to be the next victim of a Thargoid attack. Can we prevent it? If we go on the offensive and attempt to eliminate Thargoid kind from the system, will that save the station from attack? Many commanders, including pirate-turned-hero Gluttony Fang, have taken the initiative and are attacking all Thargoids that can be detected. Only time will tell if this brave action is enough. Ramtar accused of mission sabotage. Commanders eager to help engineer Ramtar discover the secrets of the Guardians have been hit by a major setback. Some have suggested that Tar himself might be the culprit. Tar's mission gives commanders four weeks to find 28 logs from new Guardian sites. However, the missions have been expiring after just one week, leaving commanders unable to claim their reward. Initial thoughts were that the Guardians might have been manipulating the mission timer to protect the secrets of their civilization. 
but they have an excellent alibi, having been dead for millions of years. Current thinking is that Ramtar had only intended to give the mission to Wee Jimmy Cranky, but having been caught on video was forced to open it up to all commanders, and he couldn't afford the payouts. Having already gathered the data he needs, he's subsequently been terminating Commander's missions early. Tar has also made the mission hard to accept by hiding it away in two remote outposts in the mean system. His original Ancient Ruins mission is still available from Felice Dock. Operation IDA claims a third success. The operation to restore stations attacked by the Thargoids has been showing rapid progress since the elimination of the organised crime syndicate that was seeking to become wealthy on other people's misery. High-tech stations Obsidian Orbital and the Oracle have been joined by refinery Malthus Terminal as phoenixes risen from the ashes. Malthus Terminal is expected to be fully online and open for business on Thursday morning. However, there are still 14 stations to restore, so Operation IDA will be with us for some time to come. Let's show the Thargoids who's in charge in the Pleiades. Archivist accused of aiding and abetting. Mild-mannered archivist of Lave Station, Commander Phoenix Defire, seems innocent enough. Until you discover he's running a bulletin board to encourage Pilots Federation members to issue bounties against each other. The website, which can be considered part of the dark web due to its unmemorable URL of edwtrb.com, allows payment of bounties in untraceable bit credits or in commodities such as gold and palladium. Bounties have already been issued against the entire Lave Radio crew. Hanging out around the orange sidewinder may never be the same again. And that's this week's Gannet News. Gannet News, we read the news so you don't have to.